A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Our priority will be black, Latino, Asian, and Native American-owned small businesses, women-owned businesses. You know, we live in this cancel culture. There's a, a, a less forgiveness in our world. I think we're unfortunately in a, a coarser environment. Vogue Under Fire, their new cover of Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. They really put Kamala Harris VP in converse for Vogue, slamming the photo for looking like an amateur snapshot. And some even called it a little racist. Why not? <laughs> Why Having not? an unflattering photo of you is racist. <laughs> That's the first thing that jumped out at me. First of all, I'm surprised. The quality of the photo is not good. No, it doesn't look like a magazine cover. No, it doesn't. The uh, other version that they have, they mm. have two versions. Um, the other version does look like a magazine cover. But um, but uh, she is there in her like Nike kicks or whatever they are. Converse's. At Converse's. And Her Chucks. Chucks, yeah. yeah. She wears Chucks or Timberlands, I believe. That's yeah, Timbies, whatever they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fine. If, if you want to be stupid and love the Chucks and Timbies and say, wow, it just shows, you know, or, you know the swagger that she, that she has, mm-hmm. If that's fine. If you want to be stupid and, and, um, and say that it's racist, why not? That's what everything is. Everything is racist no matter what. That it just is. It has to be. Because if color is involved at all, if somebody of color is involved or not involved, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just simply racist. Bye-bye, Anna Wintour. Although I do like that one particular scene in um, Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. God, I wish I didn't say that out loud. Also, the few remaining guys who assume that I'm a real man are going to leave. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Oh, a couple of things going on in the world. One Fox News is taking a beating from Newsmax, huh. and Martha McCallum um, will is Martha McCallum. Uh, sorry, is being demoted. 
Martha McCallum, who's really nice. She's like a really nice person who's being demoted. She is, although her show is not like the must-watch TV that Tucker It's not, is. although she was she was, uh, she was, was leading her time slot um, in Newsmax. This guy, uh, what's his name? Craney? Kerry? Kelly. Steve Kelly or something? Something okay. Kelly has uh, really been taking a lot of her, eating her lunch recently. Oh. They, she's still been beating him, but they've taken a lot of the market share from Fox News. Yeah, but is Tucker still doing fine? Because I would think he is. They've taken a quarter to a half of every day part of Fox, according to what I read here. Hmm. Um, And that is, uh, yeah, no, I would think that Tucker is probably doing fine uh, because he hasn't, uh, he's not an apostate officially (laughs) to the Trump folks. So that's Martha McCallum. You know a uh, who I like, by the way, just in case. So, so there you go. Now you now you feel, can feel free to watch it. Um, so there is there is there are things to be concerned about. All this tech stuff. I don't know what's going to happen. It's very interesting. The platforming, all the followers going away, and banning people from platforms and parlor from platforms and in other like uh, uh, now this. Uh, this gun manufacturer apparently has been banned, and it's all in. It's all in. So, it, like every wish list item of the of the left um, is really being pushed forward well, through like, using the big tech to do it right now. Other countries are even saying, like Angela Merkel was saying, like this is troubling that they're banning President Trump from the platform. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's. It's a weird day when Angela Merkel is complaining that free speech is right. ending in the United States because of liberals doing it, you know? Well, yeah, and without Twitter, you don't know what he's up to, you know? Right. I'm sure all the foreign leaders really enjoy having him on Twitter. It's very helpful yeah, for it's their- It's intel into what he's doing, you know? If he's watched on The Bachelorette, you know, you know that he's not doing something else. But more locally, the, the whole idea of just canceling and bullying businesses, et cetera, Mm-hmm. Is is disgusting, and it's happening more and more. So there's a very famous bookshop in Portland, Oregon, called Powell's. Have you heard of Powell's House? No. Well, it's a an actual still like hardcover, soft cover bookstore, and it's a is bit it of, very hipstery. It's a it's an institution. I don't know if okay. it's hipstery, but it's an institution. So Andy No has a book coming out, right, February second, and Powell's bookstore is going to be selling Andy No's book. Okay. Of course, this is Portland, home to many Antifa. And earlier today, uh, Antifa decided to um, to uh, hold a little rally, like as they as they do. <laughs> it's nice this of them guy, to remind people that this, they do it too. <laughs> this guy, Antifa, is this guy who I just I found him on. Uh, he was on TikTok and on on Twitter. He uh, he put the message out there today. I'm gonna promise y'all one thing. Andy No is not selling that book at Powell's Bookstore. Meet me at Powell's Bookstore at one o'clock this afternoon. Sure enough, none of them had to be at work at one o'clock this afternoon, (laughs) and they converged on Powell's Books. We are your friendly neighborhood people. Stop selling Andy No's book. How can you have the Stop selling Andy No's book. How can you have the Stop selling Andy No's book. Stop selling Andy No's book.
They seem fun. I think I at least know what their demands are. <laughs> you know, I know it's it was, a simple one. It wasn't. This is what democracy looks like. Looks yeah. like, looks uh, like although looks it's like. not quite as catchy as "F Trump, F Biden too." They don't give an f about you. That one was uh, very, very almost uh, melodic. Yes. <laughs> so, one. the book the the guy who runs the bookstore had to barricade off mm-hmm. the front entrance. But the Antifa people, they put posters up everywhere calling them racist and fascist and this and that. So he had to evacuate the bookstore as Antifa were surrounding them and let people out the back to escape. (laughs) The bookstore customers had to escape out the back. And this evening, Alice, CBS, KOIN, Portland, Mm -hmm. Oregon. Powell's has an announcement. Guess what what it is? They will not be selling Andy Knows books. That is correct. (sighs) Yes, uh, Portland, Oregon. Portland icon Powell's book said Monday it would not place unmasked by Andy No on store shelves. Uh, he rose to prominence. Uh, the, announcement follows, the, the announcement followed calls online or in a person to be or to be picketed. No rose to national prominence as an outspoken critic of Antifa hmm. after activists allegedly, allegedly attacked him. What? <laughs> as brain bled. <laughs> Um, for for documenting a milkshake-themed protest in Portland in 2019. His articles and posts showing street brawling and riots here and across the country have gained him conservative fans and far-left enemies. His book, Unmasked, Inside Antifa's Radical Plan to Destroy Democracy, is slated for release in February. Twitter backlash appeared to start Sunday and gain steam Monday morning, with users complaining Powell's was propagating racism, right-wing ideology. <laughs> You know, they sell uh, Mein Kampf in that bookstore, probably. I mean, yeah. I And supporting a, quote, fascist gravy train book for a Nazi collaborating Portlander, end quote. Some called for pickets as of 1 p.m. Only a few had gathered outside the Pearl Store District. Well, that got to be quite a big crowd. Powell's announced uh, that Noe's book would not be placed on shelves. Um, and that's that. Andy No is a very slight... Asian gay man who was beat up by these Antifa Sounds thugs. like a white supremacist to me. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, what are these people like? It's just so... It was beat up by these uh, by these right-wing, I'm sorry, left-wing thugs. I still have people who actually say to me, you know, it means anti-fascist. Yeah, it means anti-fascist, right. Just like the Nazis are the, the simply National the National Socialist and that's Party. Part, the, <laughs> There's no they, more context They just want the means of production all. shared. That's it. So uh, so that is that, and that's all it took. Some unemployed losers to go and harass and push people around. There were cops didn't seem to be anywhere around there. They were intimidating the, the customers and the owners, and they got their way. And there you go. You snuffed out some more free speech, and people will mm-hmm. never get to hear. The guy who wrote the book about Antifa you know, is not allowed to sell it in Portland because they run that town. Yeah, they do. They have the mayor begging them to not not hurt the town anymore uh, because he's tried negotiating with them they're not listening so he's like i'm going to have to crack down harder i guess you got even though he's he agrees with that he's a liberal but it's just i don't know that's why i sort of i guess i take a slightly more optimistic view than the people who are saying they're going to crack down and you'll never be allowed to do the slightest conservative thing in america ever again you know they um they remind you who they are pretty quickly, you know. Well, but who they are is uh, gaining in power right now. But 
Yeah. And they've got a good track record. You know, I, I've been mm-hmm. in radio when I was working with Jay Severin. You know, he said stuff about uh, illegal immigrants. And, but do you think- and, the, and there's, in that case, there's an institutional machine there ready to attack him and call our salespeople and was calling our GM and our program director mm-hmm. and calling our phone lines. You right. know, hello, 96.9 FM talk. And there was a, there'd be guys with accents on calling from New York numbers saying, yeah, Jay Severin is a racist. Jay Severin is a racist. Jay Severin is a racist. You should cancel Jay Severin. And just the armies were, were at the phone banks, making the calls, writing the letters, you know, <sighs> influencing the editorial boards that wrote the editorials that shunned the uh, the the station and its advertisers, and out went Jay. And that's how it's the template is is tried and true at this point. You know, obviously Jerry Callahan, Kirk Minahan, even Christian Fourier, WEI. This is all these are all Boston, New England uh, folks. Mm-hmm. But it's happened across the country. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. Right. People are intimidated by this mob. I mean, but I just, I can't help but think that, you know, normal people, part of what was so bad for Trump about what happened at the Capitol is normal people don't like this. They don't like violence. They don't like people screaming at bookstores. But how come these people have so much more influence over elected leaders than normal people? I mean, I think elected leaders are like everybody else. When they get a ton of calls, when there's a pile on, they just they think that's everybody, you know, and that's that's how social media feels, too. When somebody piles on you and like goes after you and calls you all these names and says you're a racist and this and that. And like, I think elected officials are even more sensitive to that than other people because their fortunes depend on, you know, 50 percent plus one of the people liking them. So. If a bunch of people call them up and say, I hate you, I can't believe you're doing this, you're the worst person in the world, then they cave because they're very susceptible to that. Politicians I, I think are. you're underestimating but, the amount of true believerism there is in elected but, leaders now more than ever, including those mayors, psychos like Ted Wheeler. Yeah, I know that. But I just think that, you know, there there are also a lot of normal people out there who vote. And I think what harmed Trump this last election was that his behavior was erratic. And I think that this... Um, this most recent happening this past week is what, you know, really damaged him because people don't like chaos. They don't like trouble. And I think that, you know, that, that riots hurt your cause. <laughs> and there's it's that since when who who thinks that is a thing? I mean, it's certainly. The, I mean, a left wing Democrats... academic got banned for his research showing that riots do hurt causes. Well, that, uh, that, you know, the MLK. You know when they the nonviolent stuff helped, but but the riots a few years later were not good. You know. Well, I understand that, but in in certainly in this election, um, the, the House of Representatives gained seats for Republicans, mm-hmm. and um, and other than Trump, the 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 GOP conservatives were not thrown out. Wacko progressivism was, but Democratic leaders, Alice, are. Very comfortable in in cultivating, encouraging, and participating in some of these in this yeah, violence. No, no. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. 
do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. See, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You, you would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. <laughs> Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? This way. This way. Seems sweet. That's it right there. Pulling up. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Maybe we uh, keep the uh, megaphone a little farther from our mouth, <laughs> Maxine Waters. We when we uh, scream for people to accost other Americans at restaurants. But it, it, the incoming vice president of the United States. Mm -hmm. I know that there are protests still happening in yes. major cities across the United States. I'm just not seeing the reporting on it that I that right, I had that's right. for the first few weeks. That's um, right. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And and everyone beware, because they're not going to stop. It is going to, they're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. And we should not. And they should not, we should not, yay. And I know, I realized that there was a bit of, pro of a problem in the nation's capital a few days ago with all conservatives. Mm -hmm. But it, it, conservatives have condemned it, what happened as being a horrible thing. Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, and, and no one, Trump included, called for violence uh, as directly as Democrats have been calling for violence. He didn't say go out and riot the way essentially, you know, Ayanna Presley and all these people did. You know, they tell their people to. But um, but I do think that uh, people get a little sick of riots all the time, you know? And, like, normal humans who are trying to live life and, like, have businesses and do stuff. And, you know, it's cute when Well, it's... then how come they've been happening for at least eight years? I mean, and you look at Well, you notice they toned down a little before the election because they realized the totally spontaneous, totally grassroots, definitely not astroturf riots uh, subsided a few months before Election Day when it looked like they were hurting Biden in the polls. 
Because they do. Because normal people don't like having stuff looted every night and their town set on fire. It's just, it's not really a fun way to live. So it, we can um, go back and forth. Like, but it's, it doesn't make them, it doesn't help them, I don't think, in the long term that they do that. Them, just like it didn't help Trump that his supporters did what they did. And, you know, yeah, it, and there, there is now a backlash against conservatives, but there's always another day in politics. Stuff doesn't, it's not, you know, heading towards the end of all things. Yeah, but your culture gets degraded and eventually it, it seems a little hard to, you know, put everything back in order. And what was the fallout for Occupy Wall Street, which was a total criminal festival in many big cities, including Boston, certainly New York? What They, they went from Bloomberg to this moron that they have after that. <laughs> it got only got worse. Progressives just make things worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, yes, there is there are some ramifications but, now. And now they might end up with Andrew Yang for a mayor in New York. Well, because well there that's... are some ramifications now, but that's people moving out of the cities, people moving yeah. out of California— but then they're just going to turn Texas into California. Yeah, and then Elon Musk is going to colonize Mars and people move <laughs> there, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't think that people want to put up with this. I think that people are already perturbed and feel that this is kind of overreached by the tech companies, what's happening right now. Um you know, normal average people. Like, I think that there are plenty of people who didn't like what they saw at the Capitol, but who also think that banning Trump was too far and definitely that removing Parler off the internet was too far. You know, I I think that that's a completely mainstream, normal position. I think that a normal average person who's not very political would think it was weird that they took a whole website off the internet because they didn't like what people were saying on it. You know, I don't know. And that Amazon could do that unilaterally. Now influenced by dummies who are 26 years old in our critical race theory, theory experts. But I mean, and only see thing through the prism of intersectionality and victimhood and, because whatever you're doing, because Andy Noe's book is dangerous and violence, it, it mm-hmm. can't be, can't, you can't have it. I mean, because Andy Noe's book, because Andy Noe criticizes our anti fascist movement, we get to throw bricks at his head because our <laughs> lives are at stake because of him. So their rationalization uh, for this crazy behavior, Alice, it never gets undone, they never get straightened out at all. And it's crazy. I mean, there are no, some people like No, I know. Like, Bill Ayers instance, is still Rob- on Twitter. His Twitter account, Bill Ayers, who actually blew people up, is not on. He's he's not banned from Twitter. He's every still out there tweeting. Every once in a while, it, you know, and it happens usually along the lines of cancel culture. Every once in a while, somebody gets it and says, "This isn't." And even if they're good liberals, and they say, "You know, this maybe this isn't great that you know my friends have just had their careers deleted." For something that they said, you know, eleven years ago. You know, we li- Brian Cranston from what's he from? Is that uh, Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad or Seinfeld? As far as I'm concerned, he'll always be the uh, dentist on Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, we live in this cancel culture of people uh, erring and doing wrong, either on purpose or by accident, and there's a, a, l- a less forgiveness in our world. I think we're unfortunately in a a coarser environment. I think our societies, uh, 
have become harder and less um, understanding, less tolerant, less forgiving. And and I, I my question today was, where does forgiveness live in our society? Um, where can we accept someone's behavior if they are contrite, if they are apologetic and take responsibility? Isn't it isn't it possible that that forgiveness plays a part in that and they are welcomed back in as opposed to creating more fences, creating more, you're out, you're in, that's it. You make, you make one mistake gone, you know, people, whether it's, you know, having a, an impulsive reaction to something and being frightened and doing something wrong and being ostracized for the rest of their lives or something. It's like, I think we need to take a second look at that and exhale and realize that ask, uh, asking forgiveness and getting receiving forgiveness are not weaknesses, but are human strengths. Will that catch on? Will that be a thing? <laughs> For you, it might. You're a Christian. but uh, And it seems like something that a good-hearted progressive should feel. I mean... We're just no, we're forgiving, you know, violent offenders from their prison sentences. Mm -hmm. They're forgiven. You know, anybody who uh, who uh, you know attacks this country are forgiven. Right. If you don't embrace you know Western values but denounce mm -hmm. them in a crude, awful way, you're certainly forgiven, if not celebrated. Yeah, but uh, voting for Trump and eh, no forgiveness. No. Uh, singing a rap song. As a teenager, eh, not forgiven. Like that's and at this point, if you've ever had an affiliation with Trump, if you've ever said a nice thing about him, mm -hmm. they're creating these lists everywhere, of, of including magazines about uh, you know people who worked anywhere in the administration, mm -hmm. and they're going to go and let future employers know that yeah. these people are not to be taken back into polite society for simply working for a president. It's craziness. It's craziness. And he said, some, Cranston just said, some people are in and some people are out. Well, that's another thing, too. Yeah. We're, we're picking, we're picking uh, you know, those people whose um, discord is acceptable and we're stamping them good to go. And those people who've been deemed not to be accept acceptable, we're stamping them rejected. And it's not just along those lines. Mm -hmm. It's along other lines. Today, President-elect Joe Biden talked about relief from COVID and the priorities that would be uh, that his administration would have for doling out the relief. Our focus will be on small businesses on Main Street that aren't wealthy and well-connected, that are facing real economic hardships through no fault of their own. Okay, so good. Far, Our priority so good, yeah. will be black, Latino, Asian, and Native American-owned small businesses, women-owned businesses. <laughs> How, first of all, how is this even... It's not legal. It's, it's absolutely 100% not legal to discriminate based on race Whites in a federal stay program. over there. Blacks, <laughs> you go over there. You're going to be first. Not. Latinos, you stay there. You're going to be second. Now, women, <laughs> you go over there. We've made a value judgment about you. Regardless of your story, regardless of the, the circumstances that got you in this position, whatever... And mm -hmm. we've decided to instill value depending on you, simply the color of your skin. That's it. You're gooder and more deserving. Come on in. You wait. You wait. Stop that. You're less good yeah. than these. Now hold on. I'm gonna. We're gonna check on Jews. 
for a moment. <laughs> no, sorry about that. You stay over there. Some Jews. <laughs> right. Cubans? Well, back burner. We'll get to it. <laughs> I don't know. Are, do Asians not deserve? Asians, it depends. If it's for schools, they definitely don't get any. this. This, talk, <laughs> this mean, kind of talk. I've never heard this kind of talk from a president-elect. Trump would never say something like this. Obama would never have said something like that. No, it's crazy that you would. Mm-hmm. That is talk about Mister Unite. Oh yeah, you're literally dividing us by import yeah. to the administration. Unite, 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 and the most important people that I care about. I'm going to be a president for all Americans, but especially, mostly, more so, a president for um, black Latino. Let's play it again. Our I- focus will be on small businesses on Main Street that aren't wealthy and well-connected, that are facing real economic hardships through no fault of their own. Our priority will be black, Latino, Asian, and Native American-owned small businesses, women-owned businesses, and finally having equal access to resources needed to reopen and rebuild. But we're going to make a concerted effort to help small businesses in low-income communities, in big cities, small towns, rural communities, that have faced systemic barriers to relief. Think of the mom and pop owner. The systemic barrier to relief so far has, has been, been the government. <laughs> yes, exactly. The government has been the exactly. barrier to relief. Yes, and you have brutalized black, Latino, women, gay, straight. Oh, Correction, the systemic barrier has been the government, and then the second systemic barrier that happened all summer was uh, riots and burning down things by people on the left, it, largely a lot of minority-owned businesses. So, well done. Congratulations, Our priority liberals. will be black, Latino, Asian, and Native American-owned small oh, businesses, women-owned businesses. Okay. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's unbelievable. You speak like this stuff. What is this, 1940? You know, we have separate locker rooms for everybody and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, seating mm-hmm. on the bus prioritized? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. This is not uniting. This is... Most colleges have, like, a, a at Tufts, it was called the Africana House, mm-hmm. like, a, a, you know, a special dorm thing for black students to have like a safe space from students joe biden has begun and ended his career uh, with segregation yeah it's a it's pretty impressive actually uh that we've come full circle so quickly that we had this debate like 50 i guess 60 years ago now and um and now we're right back where we started at the separate drinking fountains. Like, didn't we? Didn't this just happen? Like, it's really, it's within the lifetimes of people who are alive right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, Kamala Harris specifically told us this was within her lifetime. So it's kind of shocking that we're. Yeah. What about freedom? <laughs> I didn't, when she was talking about freedom, I think MLK was talking about the content of her character. I mean, you. The content of your skin pigment. That is the entire value system. But I mean, how much is it like some animals are, or all animals Mm. are equal, but some animals are more equal than others? Like it's equity that's different from equality. It's not equality of opportunity. It's equity. That means that we need to get people to the same place because they've been behind. Oh, okay. Like what? It's, um, it's, it's a big issue. It really is. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe all this tech stuff and the free speech stuff and the Antifa throwing bricks at people stuff, maybe it's the end of uh, American civilization. I don't know. But, uh, you know, or maybe like a lot of people seem to keep saying on the internet, maybe we're at Civil War 2.0 territory. Ugh. I don't know. But I hope not. 
I hope not. I, I hope not. I did gotta lose like a hundred pounds if I'm expected to to uh enjoy the Civil War. And also I don't even know who to who I'm supposed to be attacking. I can tell you that at the warehouse where I work at night that uh they the people there haven't gotten the memo about um music that can You said warehouse, right? Yes. <laughs> The warehouse where I work at night. The people there. What did you <laughs> stop? The people there haven't gotten the uh, memo. I'm about... allowed to say that. You're... No, that's really mean and I, in poor taste, and I don't I... like it. And um, I know, but it was right there. But the be... not... no, I don't want to say that. It wasn't that... right there in my I didn't head. Want... <laughs> It was right there in your head because you have a problem. You have a problem. I didn't want to say that, Alice, but somebody had to say it. Okay. Because there's some sick people out there, some sick viewers and listeners who think that kind of humor is funny, and it's not funny, and I don't condemn you to the highest. Well, in any case, um, it's a diverse group of people, and no one there of any color has gotten the memo about uh, listening to music that contains the N-word, including at work. So, you know. Oh, really? You know, so there it's a utopia where they're free from that version of political correctness. It hasn't hit yet. So they're, they feel comfortable playing that and, you know, having it out loud, singing along. There's no, they could all be canceled very quickly, but they don't know. And I'm not going to be the one to do it. So that's fine. But, you know, I, I just like, I don't think that this has reached as far as it seems like it has if you spend a lot of time on Twitter. Like, to go back to what you were saying yesterday about, like, being too online. Yeah. Like, I think that this stuff seems more prevalent than it is if you're online a lot. You know, like how the the Latinx thing, like... Most Latino people haven't even heard of the word Latinx. Like, they just don't even know that it exists. The ones that have heard of it don't like it. But, like, if you were on Twitter, you would never know that most Latino people haven't heard the term Latinx. You would think that all Latino people want to be called Latinx all the time because that's what everyone says. And, like, and there are, there are communities where this, like, tumor of this type of thinking is growing in real life. Like, you sent me the thing from the town we used to live in where it was, like, Women spelled, it was something, with some an X. program about women with W-O-M-X-N, mm-hmm. and and what was the other word that they had in uh, there? Folks. Something? Folks with an X. F-O-L-X. <laughs> Why does folks, so women has an X because it, so it won't have the word men in it. Right. Okay, which is not at all and crazy, folks but folks is a word that's sort of popular among those people because it's not a gendered word. So you why does it say, get an X? So instead of saying ladies and gentlemen, you can say like, hey, folks. Like, yeah, but why does folks get an X? I don't, I'm not sure. Be, I guess just it has, the, it has the O. It still has the O. It's missing the K-S. Oh. I'm not sure. It's F-O-L-X. But I don't know. Like, I don't really know the theory of why it's folks X. Like, I don't I don't know. But, you know, maybe to denote... I, I don't. I can't even imagine. I don't even have it in me. And I. I look at what a lot of very liberal people say online. So, I mean, you know, I have some friends that I went to high school and college with that are just like the most like you guys. Our audience wouldn't believe the stuff that I've heard people say. 
you know, people, real people that I know. But yes, they're insane, and I can't believe it because. And one of them's a Facebook fact checker. So that yeah, should tell you yes. everything you need. She's to She's deciding right what there. you're allowed to read and what you're not allowed to read. I get the feeling. Oh uh, yeah, she posted about Andy fact knows, checking uh, articles. Book will not be making. Yeah, it. she posted about fact checking articles. Um, by providing, she's like, can anyone link me to like a, an ac- a good academic study that I can use to cite about how like gender isn't determined at birth or something? And I was like, really? That's that's fact check worthy. Like that's if you think you're born a specific gender, that's like a that can just be fact check false. The end. It's gone from Facebook. Like it is amazing. But that being said, like there's a whole real world out there with other people who don't even have Twitter accounts and don't know about this stuff. And like, I mean, I don't know if they vote or not or what, but, but they're all out there and they're living their lives and like, they don't know they can be canceled for uh, playing music with the N word at work. And you know, like it's, it's a happier place out there. It really is. Yeah. No, I totally agree. The only problem is, is that activists can use social media to, you know, bring to bear pressure on, organizations and individuals mm-hmm. you know and just simply do it by tagging people until a little twitter mob comes together and that mob can result in emails and other you know incursions into uh what used to be the yeah. the, the sanctity of uh leadership in in corporations yeah and corporations are cowards yes so- they're quite cowards and corporations now have activists inside mm-hmm. you know headhunting those yeah. uh, people who will, uh, you know, die by the PC sword. Yeah, I don't know. I it's a, I guess it's up in the air now. I mean, I was thinking more about what we talked about about having like uh, political views be a protected class, like religion. And I was thinking, like, you know, maybe maybe that's the way you go. Then you can't be fired for having certain political views, just like you can't be fired for having a certain religion. You know. Well, yeah. Especially when there are terms that mean everything and nothing, like hate. Right. Like you had hate speech was used at, mm-hmm. at work, in, and that can mean anything. That can mean, and I've seen this in in this year in mm-hmm. certain institutions uh, and and certain businesses where uh, you, you know if you question uh, the whether or not uh, you know the police murdering of of black americans is rampant or not that right there mm-hmm. is a denialism and uh, you're asserting uh racist tropes etc right and and you know it can just be something that just it's just vapor but mm-hmm. you said something hateful it was hateful it made us feel uncomfortable made us yeah. feel unsafe this unsafe stuff is remarkable this is why I'm, i i grew when i graduated high school we were big liberals ha- most of us it was a big liberal town mm-hmm. and we were um you know and, and now it seems like everybody who i graduated with could be at national review it's crazy yeah. and it's not that we've all moved way to the right it's well, just gen the x psychoticness is, is gone over the top gen x is a bit of a more conservative generation in general more conservative than the boomers and more oh, conservative hell yes. than millennials for sure so Hard to say what we didn't think happen. so. You know, we could, we had you know yeah, we did what Eddie Vedder told us to do, and he was a good lefty. Yeah, you know? but all young people are liberal when they're young. You know, like and then you grow up and you get more conservative. But well, compared well, but, to like, right, but we also ge- didn't yeah. know in mass that we were all allowed to be victims. And and if given the choice, and there was around the edges, there was some of it. If given the choice, you wouldn't pick it because it's no fun. 
Yeah, and you're a loser if you yes. Who wants to spend time complaining those about people, bad things happening? Those to people you? making sure that Andy Noah's book is not sold at Powell's. If you got to look at those people, those are people who are not happy with themselves because you would never look like that. <laughs> you know, I have an excuse. I love pasta in beer. Mm-hmm. You know, they're that's not their self hatred going on there. There might be self hatred going on with your love of pasta too, possibly. Fair point. <laughs> I want my psychologist, and you want, this is an inside story, I asked Alice to get me a psychologist, and she won't get me, I want, an, I want a female psychologist. Yeah, I got him a list of doctors who were taking new patients, and told him to call them, but it wasn't a hot chick, so he wants me to go and find one that's a hot chick, so now I have to, people who have done this know how much work this is to pour through lists of doctors yes. on your insurance company's website and find one who's taking new patients and call their office, and right now no one is taking new patients for anything right now anyway, so it's I want like an attractive a waste female like Tony Soprano You can't had. get anything. Or the, or the guy in The, um, the Departed. We know someone in Boston who was looking for a new primary care, and the closest one they could find was in Waltham, who was taking mm. new patients. I mean, like that's—it's really hard to get some money out there. And if like, you know a very attractive uh, <sighs> psychologist, uh, okay. please send me a message to know. I need to not um, love pasta so much and find out exactly <laughs> which parent was mean to me that makes me eat pasta now. <laughs> Oh, I am screwed up. Um, and it's certainly not my fault. It's not, it can't be the lack of self-discipline. It's some kind and, of trauma and, in your yes, past exactly. so that we need to discover. So uh, prep them. Let that psychologist know that they will have to come up with a trauma that is not of my own doing. So that I can blame somebody else for me being uh-huh. a gluttonous jerk. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know what? I do want to vote, go back for a moment, Alice, because it's really important. Uh-huh. Uh, to the story of the day that everybody's talking about. Vogue Under Fire, their new cover of Vice President-elect Kamala Harris leaked over the weekend. Why so many are saying it disrespects the Vice President-elect, what we're learning about that outfit, and what the magazine is saying now. When you think of Vogue magazine, you think high fashion, top-notch styling, and luxury designer. So many were shocked to see the cover with the VP-elect, with the general consensus being that the magazine just missed the mark. The cover's unplanned early release immediately drawing criticism for not measuring up to what's expected from the leading fashion magazine. Can you imagine like just how much is being spent on this? Like the first lady, Melania Trump, can't get in a magazine. One person writing, they really put Kamala Harris VP in Converse for Vogue, slamming the photo for looking like an amateur snapshot. Vogue is getting some backlash for its cover photo of Vice President-elect Kamala Harris in next month's issue. Critics call this picture of Harris wearing her familiar Converse sneakers unflattering, disrespectful, and some even called it a little racist. Many complained <laughs> that Harris's skin tone appears to be washed out and that the full-length portrait resembles a test shot. Ooh, vicious, vicious, vicious. Wow. I mean, Sorry, she, I'm looking for the picture here. In the, in the picture, she's, she's dressed like she usually dresses like on the, can, on the stump. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... Uh, so it, it, I don't think it doesn't look like a, a Vogue shot, but maybe they're trying to not you trying not to find a glamour shot for her. Maybe there's I don't. Why am I defending Vogue? Do you, go cannibalize each other. Go you can storm into Anna Winter's office and you know drag her people uh, you know down the stairs. Whatever, whatever we want to do. I have nothing to do with that. That's not my problem. Okay, I'm in a transition. Look, it's a new trick I have. I've now um, put Kamala 
her picture on the YouTube video so you can oh. see if you're watching YouTube. See? Very nice. So we should put the picture thing. Like, oh, you know what? There you you can guys see. can find it. You know how to find it. Yeah. Um, your camera's a little... I didn't really set it up properly, but that's okay. I'm learning okay. new stuff with the YouTube videos. Guys. So we will okay. get to a point where I can even play you videos, too. I'm going to learn. But so you can see her in her Vogue shoot. It's uh, just doesn't look like a professional photo and the suit looks bad and her smile looks bad and Kamala's team says they didn't approve that photo they only approved mm-hmm. the other photo that the Vogue put out there but so they're not Kamala's team isn't happy and the internet's not happy and they feel that a racism happened to them so well I mean <sighs> I think she's probably the best looking vice president that we've ever had I think probably mm-hmm. do you think Uh, yeah I think so I mean well, Dick Nixon was good looking during his day. I mean, uh, Fritz Mondale. She's um, a good looking lady. I, you know, and it is interesting that there's this blow up over her being in vogue, and um, and they never put Melania on any magazine ever. And, and she's the vice president. Melania is first lady. Else, I won't have you equate the two. People, <laughs> I'm a, you everyone know, I'm knows really Michelle Obama was not on a magazine cover, but supposedly. Supposedly, Vogue is really pissed that um, Kamala's team threw them under the bus and said they never approved the photo and they hate it because they've been like begging Kamala to go on all this time. And like finally, they deigned to go on. They were like mad that, you know, she didn't want to go in Vogue because I think the Biden Harris team thought it would be an unserious look for her to be on the cover of Vogue, you know, before mm. before the election and everything. So they, um, uh, you know, they didn't want her to be in there and then they let her be in there and now they don't like the picture and they're mad at Vogue and Vogue's mad at them. So it's all kinds of drama. So yeah, let them cannibalize each other. It's fine. I'm happy Jeez. with it. <laughs> and it's interesting to know that people, even with a new administration, have plenty of time to be petty jerks. <laughs> so you know what's interesting, Alice, that um, Chad Wolf, the mm-hmm. Acting Homeland Secu- Security Secretary, is leaving. Mm-hmm. Now, he... Um, it's an odd time for a Homeland Security guy to leave because the Capitol was just attacked. Yeah, you would And think there are um, events coming up. And supposedly, um, uh, supposedly um, other capitals could mm-hmm. be attacked. So uh, A.B. Stoddard, who's a great reporter, and you may think she's a liberal, and maybe she is, but she's a great reporter. She actually uh, talked about him leaving today and makes some really good points. There's fewer than 10 days or 10 days maximum left. Chad Wolf, who was overseas during an assault on the Capitol, which he should have been involved in mitigating or preventing, because all of these all of these events, like the State of the Union or inauguration or where a foreign leader comes and addresses in a joint assembly of Congress, the vice president spending the entire day at a Capitol, that was all supposed to be a coordinated event between D.C. police, Capitol police and the federal agencies, and of course, DHS and FBI. There are plans for this. They intentionally did not coordinate this. So he is culpable. He was out of town overseas for this. He is leaving before the inauguration on purpose. Just think of what we do not know. Just think of how frightening this is. The security crisis that you outlined in the last hour, that the FBI has now told us because they're panicked that they didn't reveal enough before and didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. So in mop-up mode, they're telling us there's going to be armed protests in all of these different 
state capitals. And isn't that interesting? It is. It's mop up. That's why the, this news dropped today that all the states are going to be attacked. Our capital between the 17th yeah. of January and, and the 20th of January. So the idea that Chad Wolf is trying to escape now um, is absolutely <laughs> it, it, it's just unbelievable. But it's truly frightening because right. there's so much going on that we're not aware of yet. But, I mean, it is a very odd situation. And you've yeah. seen, I think, I think you've seen that like two police officers have now been suspended and I think one fired for taking um, selfies with to, the attackers. For taking selfies and one of them put a MAGA hat on and was showing them around, I guess. So, you know, I, it's not clear to me. I, as far as I can see, the lefties and the righties on the internet both think that this was somehow a plot against them. The fact that, yes. like, the officials seemed involved or complicit or lacking seriousness or something. I don't know what the allegation is from both sides, but they're both really mad about it. Right. People it, on the left are mad. People on the right are mad. It's, I don't know what it all means, but I assume there's going to be some, a lot of investigating to find out. And I don't know, honestly, if they're going to have an inauguration in a, in, <laughs> apart from in an undisclosed location, because there are so many credible threats against the inauguration right now. Yeah, yeah, and then that's yeah, and so it is not a great time to lose the director of Homeland Security. He should be back here, um, finding out exactly why a Vogue mistreated the <laughs> vice president. Uh, this has been uh, a Monday Burn Barrel podcast. Uh, you can. Talk to us on Twitter for the time being anyway at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can send us an email if social media fails. Uh, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Parlor's gone, so I won't mention that. But we are still on YouTube at Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. That's our YouTube channel. You can like, comment, and subscribe. Say la vie. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.